Greetings, and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on August 24th, 2022. Our scripture for today spoke volumes to the Israelites over 2,000 years ago, and it speaks volumes to us today as well. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and Almighty God, we thank you for equipping us for everything we may encounter on our faith journey. We lift up this prayer in Jesus' name, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll start with a quote from C.S. Lewis that came from his book titled Mere Christianity, and I quote, Good and evil both increase at compound interest. That's why the little decisions you and I make every day are such infinite importance, end quote. Every little decision and action we make or take is compounded either for good or for evil. Now, Psalm 1 captures the essence of this. This psalm serves as an introduction or prologue, if you will, to the collection of the psalms. It's a teaching or wisdom psalm advising and encouraging the readers to dedicate themselves to the study of the law of God, also known as the Torah, and warning them of the consequences if they don't. In short, the psalmist is saying, to put it in terms that we can understand, read your Bible and meditate on it. Think about it. Reread it. Meditate some more. Ask questions. Look for design patterns. We're not going to take a deep dive study on this today, but I would encourage you to read this short chapter very slowly and meditate on it as you read. After you hear my reflection for today, you'll see how this short chapter of God's Word brought two total strangers together that turned into a wonderful friendship. This is Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Now some of you might be thinking, I believe Arthur's already done a Bible study on Psalm 1, and if that's what you're thinking, you're correct. But there's a reason I wanted to read that psalm again today. It happens to be my friend Joe's favorite chapter in the Bible. Now, I think most of you have heard me talk about Joe and how he and I met and how a most wonderful friendship has developed since the day we met. Now, the date of the original Bible study I did on Psalm 1 was October 20th, 2021. And the significance of that date, and I really don't think it was coincidental or accidental, is that I met Joe four days later 
on a Saturday morning on October 23rd of 2021. At the time, I was on a short family vacation, staying in a house that was in a very hilly section of North Carolina. On the first morning of our vacation, I walked around the area where our house was located. I completed my daily step goal, but it was not comfortable because there were so many hills. The next day, I decided to drive into Brevard, where I was going to shop at the Ingalls, and I went to the shopping center and parked on the perimeter. It was a lot flatter there, and I was walking the perimeter of the shopping center. On my first lap behind the center, I discovered a paper-bound Bible laying on the pavement behind the Ingalls store. Well, I picked it up and put it in a safer place and decided if no one had picked it up when I came back around for the second time, I was going to take it with me so it wouldn't be ruined in the weather. Well, on my second trip around, I met a guy behind the center named Joe. He appeared homeless, as it turned out he was at the time. We had a brief conversation, and that's when I learned that the Bible was his. I asked him if he had read it very much, and he said yes, all the way through. I asked him what his favorite verse was, and he told me he didn't have a favorite verse, but he did have a favorite chapter, and it was Psalm 1. In that brief period of time, I realized that Joe and I had something in common. We both loved God's Word. Because of that, I felt comfortable enough to ask him if he would allow me to pray for him. And when I did, I was not prepared for his answer. He said, yeah, you can pray for me, but I want you to pray that I die. I told him I couldn't pray for his request, but I did pray for his well-being, gave him some money for food, several Walmart gift cards. We also exchanged phone numbers and a promise to stay in touch with each other. We have. We've stayed in touch with each other for the last 10 months, and I'm happy to report that he is living with his sister now in Virginia Beach, where he does renovation work, and he also makes beautiful birdhouses. All right, fast forward from that day I met Joe just a bit to May 1st, 2022, Sunday morning, I received a text from Joe letting me know that he was planning to hike more than 1,400 miles on the Appalachian Trail from Virginia to Maine, and that he was going to set up a Facebook page so he could turn his hike into a fundraiser. He asked me to choose the beneficiary of the fundraising. I thought, what a better place than Transitions Homeless Center right here in our community. I asked Joe if that would work for him, and he said, absolutely. I contacted the director at Transitions, Craig Curry, and he was blown away with Joe's offer. All donations were requested to go through our church, St. Paul's Lutheran, right here in Columbia, and then eventually 100% of the donations would be given to Transitions. Joe was originally going to call his effort Hiking for the Homeless, but that name had already been taken on Facebook. So he came up with a wonderful name, A Trail to Transition. And that page is still open. I'd love for you to visit there and make any comments you would love to. A trail to transition. Well, Joe started his hike in mid-May with full intentions of continuing until he got to the end of the trail in the state of Maine. I have had so many people ask about Joe and how he is doing, and many of you have been kind enough to send money, either as a donation to Transitions or 
to help support Joe for his needs on the trail. I thank you and Joe thanks you from the bottom of our hearts for all of your kind donations and prayers. Joe did not make it to Maine, but it was not for lack of trying and determination beyond anything I could imagine. Joe and his sister have talked about writing a book about his adventures, and I hope they will someday. With Joe's permission, I'm going to share some of the events that occurred on his more than 90-day adventure where he hiked over 800 miles. To begin with, there were the blisters on his feet that he had to contend with. That in and of itself would have probably done me in. Joe's pack that he carried on his back contained water, food, his tent, sleeping bag, extra clothes, and other essentials. His pack weighed in at about 35 pounds, which doesn't sound like much, but if you go from walking very short distances on flat ground to hiking rugged hills carrying 35 pounds, it's a big change and very challenging. Early in his trip, he encountered a woman that was in distress, and he jokingly said part of the distress might have been that her pack weighed about 50 pounds. Joe said he left his pack on the trail, put her pack on his back, and hiked about two miles up the side of a mountain, assisting her along the way until they got to a highway and were able to flag down someone to take her where she could get medical attention. Also early on in Joe's trip, it was very rainy, and his sleeping bag stayed wet, and at best, almost for a week, it was damp. Not to paint such a bleak picture, it was not all bad because he did take some wonderful photographs along the way of the beautiful scenery. But there were three or four rattlesnakes, and one snake that Joe said bowed up on him. And, of course, there was a bear visit at the door of his very small tent one evening. You know, if the blisters had not done me in, I know the snakes and the bear would have. Joe forged on. He had very little cell service for his phone because of how remote some of the areas are on the Appalachian Trail. He would stay in touch with me and his sister as best he could, but there were times that neither of us heard from him. There was, I believe, about a 10-day gap in communication, and when I did hear from Joe during the course of our phone conversation, he casually mentioned that he had been in the hospital for a week. He literally fell off the side of a mountain, and if it hadn't been for a big log in his path on the way down, he probably would not have survived. I don't know all of the details, but I do know that the terrain was so rugged they could not get a helicopter in there, so they had to send a team of rescuers down and literally carry him back up the side of the mountain before he was transported to the hospital. During this time of year, when he was hiking, it was very hot, and water is essential for survival. I don't want to sound facetious, but there are no corner pantries or minute savers along the Appalachian Trail. Most hikers have to rely on natural springs, and a lot of them were beginning to dry up. And then there was this. Joe said he was hiking along by himself one day, minding his own business, when he looked up and saw two other male hikers heading south while he was heading north, and the only thing they were wearing were their hiking boots and a backpack. Yep, they were naked. Joe asked them what in the world they were doing, and their answer was, well, you didn't hear? And Joe said, hear what? 
And they said, well, it's hike naked day. Yep, that really happened. And I did ask Joe if he observed the hike naked day suggestion, and he said, absolutely not. And then there was the woman he met on a trail that had just broken her leg and was in excruciating pain. So Joe helped her to a highway and rode with her to the emergency room where he spent the rest of the afternoon with her. Joe lost four cell phones, his wallet, his ID, one debit card. Even after all this, he kept on going. He wore out one pair of hiking boots, and a fellow hiker was kind enough to purchase another pair for him. Joe lost a ton of weight, and he didn't realize it at the time, but he was becoming malnourished. Water was getting scarce. He and I talked one Sunday in the recent past, and he said he was hanging it up. And I told him I was 100% behind his decision, but for some reason, a few other folks talked him into pushing on. A few days later, water sources just dried up totally, and it was obvious it was going to be a health risk that would far outweigh the risk of him pushing forward. He made it as far as New York State, and he turned around and began to walk back home to Virginia Beach. He made it back to a small town in Pennsylvania. Last Saturday, Joe's sister left her house in Virginia Beach at 6 a.m. in the morning and drove to get Joe in Pennsylvania, and they arrived home safely at 10 p.m. Saturday night back in Virginia Beach. I have spoken with Joe and his sister, and Joe's doing okay. He does have a few medical issues he needs to get checked out, and I'm sure he would appreciate your prayers in that regard. Oh, one last thing. On his return trip, he fell and landed on his back and hit his head on a rock that knocked a hole in his head, opened a gash that required eight staples. I believe he's scheduled to have the staples removed this Friday. I wanted to share the details, or, or a few of them, of Joe's determination and what he faced along the way to let you know that Joe is definitely not a quitter. To date, Joe's efforts have helped raise over $2,200 for Transitions Homeless Center. Thank you, Joe. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, we thank you for your word that guides us, and we thank you for your son Jesus, who is our shepherd. Today, we also thank you for Joe and his determination and his efforts to support a cause that helps others get back on their feet. We lift this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.